0: I'm Cape, and I'm Drew. We're just two former student athletes who understand the game. Not just on the court, but in life. At the end of the day, we just want to help. Today's athletes and former, just trying to find their way. It's bigger than sports. This This is is the Cape Cape and Drew podcast, the real TikTok. What's going on everybody, I'm Cape. I'm Drew. All right, we back, Uh, episode 18. And uh, this show is called Best of Luck. Mm. Uh, And we just kind of wanted to talk about what's been going on. Um, If you've been alive and well and any kind of sports head, you kind of know what's going on with Andrew Luck. And so, yes, a play on words uh, with his last name being Luck. But we just wanted to talk about the situation and him and just uh, athletes in general. And just kind of break this thing down from our perspective. So um just to give our listeners a little background information on Andrew Luck. Um so Andrew Luck decided to retire uh what has been a week now, Drew?
1: Yeah, um,
0: about a week. Actually, it, didn't, it just happened like
1: Saturday or Sunday, I think.
0: Okay, yeah, it just happened this week. So he retired, he, he decided to retire at the age of twenty nine. He basically said in a in a um in his interview, uh, that he was mentally, physically, and emotionally drained from the last four years with his injuries and what it's done to his body and his mind. Uh I we had to literally go look up all his injuries. And man, I know you had kind of <laughs> you knew about them, but I, I had to go do some research and see what happened. Man, this dude had torn cartilage and two ribs, partially torn uh abdomen a Mm -hmm. lacerated kidney uh that left him peeing blood um at least one concussion a torn labrum in his throwing shoulder which i think is probably because he's a quarterback probably the one that he just probably decided or he felt like he could never be his be the same and then this mysterious calf and ankle issue that's been going on so what what did you tell me earlier? It's it's funny but it ain't funny. What'd you say why why he got all these injuries?
1: Man, because they had the offensive line, they they, had, they didn't have one. So <laughs> man, um it was just crazy because like I'll keep up with like the ticker and I just remember like a few years ago their general manager, I think he had moved on, he was all like, Yo, I mean we paid him all this money we didn't have enough money left to get an offensive line. Mm. <laughs> wow. And so, like, that offensive line was just, like, notorious to me. It, just, it was trash. <laughs> yeah. And so, but when he was getting hurt, I was all like, I mean, uh, there, he does not have an offensive line.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and that's important. Hence, like, Tom Brady, for example. Uh, you know I ain't a big football guy, but I, I know the guy's 40-something, and he barely gets touched <laughs> for years. Yeah. <laughs> the crazy thing is because he keeps taking pay cuts so they can pay guys. <laughs> yeah, and I read some years ago, and I'm sure Andrew Luck takes care of his offensive line, but I saw, like, years ago, I want to say every year, matter of fact, Tom Brady buys his offensive lines like something crazy. Like, one year he bought his offensive line all, like, these cars or something crazy.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. It's like a little – I think it's like one of those unwritten rules in the NFL. Like, one year, Reggie Bush, he got, like, a 1,000 – Did some kind of rushing yard, maybe a 1,000 yards. He bought all his offensive linemen, like, segways. Mm. And the crazy thing, I'm going to tell you what Russell Wilson did. I think either he bought his offensive line or the whole team, one or the other, like, stock.
0: Yeah. And I was
1: like, damn,
0: okay. Right. You know,
1: good 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 little nugget there.
0: Yeah, that's the gift to keep on giving, too. As you know, uh, with stock market stuff, that just keeps building, especially if you buy the right stock. But anyway, we don't want to get too far for what, what the point of this show is. The, the, what made me specifically want to do this show and talk about this was, you know, once he announced it, I think they had a, a preseason game the very next day or something, or, or I heard today that maybe it got leaked out before the press conference, and the fans heard about it, and so they they basically booed him as he was walking off the field. And yep. it remember, I called you, man. We were talking about it on the phone, and I was just like, "My goodness, like this dude." Like I said, I'm not a football guy, but this dude I, didn't he win like Comeback Player of the Year last year? He won Comeback
1: Player of the Year. He um, he was like he was definitely had some All Pro years. Like he was the next second coming of like the quarterback. Yeah, and I just be so everybody was like getting on the fans or whatever, and I was just kind of like, man, I just try to see things both ways. Like <laughs> they're fanatics, so right. they find out, mind you, they find out in like what the third preseason game that he's retiring. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, they've been chugging beer probably all night. <laughs> 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 then in their head, they're thinking like, "Yo, this is the year we." Where this is our year that we finally have a solid offensive line and we're putting everything together it's like basically jordan saying he's about to retire right before they knock off the pistons
0: <laughs> mm, uh, yeah yeah that's good you went to the so, bottom on now
1: <laughs> yeah so, so it's like yo I, I, i'm, I'm kind of mad they booed him but it's like yo heat of the moment like just right there that you find out and you like yo what and you see him trotting off the field looking just Fine is on the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and see, I I'm glad you took it like that. I took it, I took it like these son of a, you know what? Say, yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grateful, son of a. <laughs> yeah, he, you get him know, Denzel Joy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Because I'm looking at it like this right here. Here you got this guy that's been out there on the field doing the best he can, and we and, and you made a real good point. Point we was talking about on the phone, like and I want you to talk about this, rehab, like rehab sucks, man. (laughs) It's like, it's like grueling. And like these injuries that he's had, they're not like little ankle sprains or little, like I broke my finger. They're like, like career, potentially career ending, uh, injuries. And like people, I don't think people understand the, the, the sports side of this where, you know, injuries like rehabbing it, it's tough like rehabbing one injury is tough but then it takes a it takes like a certain mental capacity and emotional like tear down to keep rehabbing certain stuff man that's it's it ain't easy rehab sucks <laughs> you gotta think about it like yeah i think
1: like okay you know how you had a hard day of practice man it's like be like all right man one more stop guys one stop mm-hmm. there's nobody like that in, in rehab it's just you getting your muscles uh deep tissue massage to the core
2: mm-hmm.
1: of the pain and the and the threshold that you can take. And it ain't like when you get done, you're like, yo, about to get these shots up, felt really good today. Like, nah, you just gotta come back and do that same thing tomorrow.
0: <laughs> yeah. And it's usually one on one with the trainer in the dark and you're doing these exercises that are, they seem ridiculous. <laughs> but of course, they're in your best interest and, and you're doing them and they're supposed to strengthen whatever the injury is and the muscles and tendons around it. But like you said, man, it's just you. And so you're off the court, off the field, and you're looking at this trainer, looking at this doctor like, what what are we doing? What, what am I doing?
1: All I can think about is when I had to do rehab for my back. And I'm not even in the gym. I'm not even in the facility. Um, like you said, you're way across campus in this training facility and you're not even moving three feet but you're drenched in sweat
2: (laughs) because you're like
1: doing all these different things and you are in pain like I can remember there was days where I was like yo I literally feel myself about to cry I feel the teardrop (laughs) coming out the corner (laughs) of my eye right now and it's like you can't even really describe of like what you're actually
0: doing, you just know it hurts. (laughs) Right, right. And, I mean, this dude, you know, like I said, I'm not a football guy, but, again, I I had to do some more research on just the history of guys, uh, relatively speaking, retiring, I guess, early in their careers due to injuries. And I was, you know, I was kind of shocked at some of these names because they're, like, household names, and I didn't realize that. But, like, for instance, Tiki Brown, right? He retired when he was 31 years old. And um, – but he had, like, some injuries and some – but he had, like, a hell of a career. Um, but he had to step away from the game. I'm kind of, like, you know, going off the cusp right now, but all, we all know Jim Brown. He yep, retired man. when he was 29. Uh, he led the league in rushing. Uh and was removed. At, at, well, it says from leading the Browns to their uh, last NFL title, decided to pursue acting instead of prolonging an NFL career. Uh Just, I mean, of course. You remember, this, Calvin, remember Calvin Johnson? Calvin Johnson is another one, like like top, top Hall of Fame receiver, right?
1: Yeah, um, I think man, the main difference I saw this on ESPN too. So those guys they retired in like what were we in? We we're in August, so they retired around June, July, I think. Yeah a big deal that luck, you know, say, if he would have retired around that same time frame, it would have been fine. But right. the fact that he did it two weeks before the season, that's yeah. why it's like, you know, they give him a hard time. But man, when you go through that rehab, you're not planning on, like, retiring. No. <laughs> just, I mean, you're still trying to give it. You're trying to, you're really trying to get back.
0: <laughs> no, I see that as, I see that, yeah. I And that's a good point. I see how they would be ticked off and you got the fantasy football people, you know, everybody. <laughs> but i'm looking at it like this you had to know to me it just kind of validates his decision more though because you know as a competitor that if you wait if if to me that that made sense to me in the in the respects that he really couldn't do it anymore because he probably took all summer like really trying to get back right really trying to get 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 to the andrew luck that was The 2018 or the first wasn't he the first pick overall, right? Yeah, Um, yeah. He was supposed to be like the new John Elway, I heard, um, or the up and coming new John Elway or whatever. But like he took all this time. Now you know he hurt, or just because he said in his press conference, which was the most important thing I took away, he said something to the effect of he lost the joy of the game. Like he he just he felt like he didn't want to play anymore, and so like. What do you do with that? So, all
1: I can think about is, man, I'm not sure if it happened with you, but I just remember maybe, like, my senior year, I was, like, I was just so good on being done with basketball just from a standpoint, like, man, nothing about it was fun. Now, keep in mind, too, if you're not winning, mm-hmm. you're like, y'all you are just losing, you're not playing well, like, it's not fun because all that stuff, it just becomes more and more demanding. Right. <laughs> but Man, so I was just like, I I was just so done. Like it wasn't really fun anymore. Like that whole, yeah, I lost total joy from it. And so I kind of got where he was coming from. Yeah, but. I was just like, man. All I could think about was like, you know, my senior, because that's where I plateaued.
0: <laughs> well, I, hey, I like I told you, I, I thought about quitting and walking away from the game at least once or twice a year. Um, yep. as we, as we talked about on previous episodes, at this point, I don't, I don't want to be redundant, but I mean, my situation was in my mind unique, but it probably wasn't as unique as I think it was. But it's just for me, the joy of playing the game was uh, you know it, it it did go away because i for me, I lost a lot of confidence, right like my you as you know, in any sport, once you lose confidence, that's it like you know Man. you can't really do anything anymore, especially because with basketball, it's such a like the best players that you played against or that are in the league or in college is they might not be the best at what they do, but their confidence is like. Like Draymond Green, friends, I keep using an example. This this dude would probably not be in the lead playing at the hot clip if he was not sure and confident in, in him. So, like, LeBron James, for instance. Man, he's dope. He's incredible. But his confidence is like, yo, I'm the best mofo out here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, I lost my joy because of some things. And when you're 18 and 22, between 18 and 22, you're not as strong-headed, or I wasn't as strong-headed uh, with my game, it was it was the first time that I had consistently been challenged with whether whether I was good or not, good enough or not, and so yeah, I thought about quitting like at least once or twice a year for sure. <laughs> when you lo- when you say look, when
1: you lose that confidence, man, that's that's hard to give back. That's yeah. real hard to get back. And I'm trying to think. You got to imagine too if you have people working against you anyway. Once you lose that confidence, that's, almost, that's like a victory for them.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Like the coaches, because, yeah. you know, they're looking like they, they're trying to – some coaches, you know, are just trying to break you. But then when you think about it, man, you remember when you lose – like you were a shooter, dog. You you were one of the best shooters I've ever seen. But if that's what you do – and then you you have two or three game stretches where you ain't you shooting 0 for or you 1 for 10 or two, that bothers you that that kind of messes with you and it doesn't help when the coaches are saying whatever or you're losing because you know that can dog, I mean because it's what you do and it's the it's like it's a challenge and that's why I look at pros in any sport I'm like man y'all are beasts <laughs> for real for, for cuz there's a lot of the line <laughs> yeah, there's a lot on the line, especially like that's the thing too uh, with Andrew Lugan. Before we, we continue with that, there's some other guys I want to mention that retired early, uh, uh, relatively early because of their sports. So Terrell Davis, when he was 29, uh, mm-hmm. Calvin Johnson, who you mentioned earlier, Barry Sanders, who's probably one of the greatest, if not the greatest, running back of all time. And then the last person I want to talk about is Rob uh, Gronkowski, Gronk. Gronk. Mm-hmm. Grunk. He retired. Uh they said he retired like just shy this month shy of his thirtieth birthday. And as we know, he dealt with a lot of injuries. Now he was a monster. Like he, yep. he he was out. He's I don't know how many Super Bowls he's got. Uh but he's got a, a lot playing with Tom Brady. But he's been out or or suffered some crazy injuries and um decided to walk away from the sport and people were like, Why, you're in your prime. You just won, you just were all football all pro and all of this but here's my point with that and he was just on the today show uh or they did a special on the today show this week and so i don't know if you know as a matter of fact we were talking about this early he's he's advocating for athletes to be able to smoke or um uh, and i'm gonna know i'm gonna mess this up but it's uh, some kind of drip or something for marijuana uh, and it's not the marijuana, it's not the strand in the marijuana that makes you hot. It's just, it's, it's basically like self-medicating people to deal with this pain. And he's like, he's like there, he's like the face of this campaign. And he was saying that it's changed his life. Like it, it helped him get through, uh, the injuries and and recoup, not just physically, but mentally to get through those injuries, man. And so, um, I just thought that was kind of cool to hear him say that because, you know, he's a little wild guy anyway uh, and, like, a a masculine guy, but he broke down crying talking about some of the stuff he went through as a player.
1: The crazy thing is, man, too, like, I started realizing I started seeing those guys that were getting popped for, like, PEDs, Then the football guys aren't, like, trying to get an advantage playing-wise. They're trying to get – they're trying to recover from injuries. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, you don't really take into account until, like, dang, man, we start reading, like, their injury reports, like we did with Andrew Look, like, as far as, like, how much stuff he had going on or how much stuff Gronk had going on. Yeah. Man, they were calling Gronk, like, the bionic man because he looked like he was playing with, like, a full cast on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so you, like, yo, but you see them, like, after the games and press conferences, and they don't really look hurt. But, man, they got a lot going on.
0: They got a lot going on. And, uh, Uh, I I heard it's been a lot of narrative coming out about this. And one thing, one of the guys said, a football guy, he said, man, why do you think after Sundays, like we got every Monday we got off. And then Tuesday is such a light day. It's because he was like, name me one other sport where you got to take basically two days off before you can even do anything else after a game. And that's, that's so true. I mean, (laughs) football, and we said it before, man, football is a monster. And um, you know, I just have I just have issues with us or with people as fans uh, you know, being so hard on athletes or the world just being hard on athletes when they decide to make a decision that's best for them and their well-being. When they have none most of these guys that got an opinion ain't never played. <laughs> never played, man. The crazy thing, I'm listening to the radio of the day, man. And they talk about, um,
1: you know, basically with Andrew Luck retiring like this, he is really setting this up for, like, generations to come and is really about to make this. We already thought it was this, but it's really going to shine light. on this becoming a really economic type of sport, basically, Mm -hmm. for poor people because it's like you have this set of skills that could get you a lot of money that you basically wouldn't be able to get, you know, doing something else. And he was like, you know, you're going to start to see a lot of Caucasian males (laughs) not necessarily play football like that anymore because it's like, yo, I can kind of go do this (laughs) and be straight and walk around my kids versus like, do I really want to subject myself to this and like have CTE when I get older and all this other stuff? And it's like,
0: man, dang. Uh, And Andrew Luck, to that point, graduated from Stanford and like, biochem engineer yep. crazy so he's i would say that he's probably a really sharp guy that doesn't need football but just happened to have a cannon and was super mm-hmm. duper talented but a quick question would you let your son play football
1: man absolutely not <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly uh I don't know if you saw that not. blackish episode where uh, uh, my man with his little son was trying to play football, and he was encouraging it, telling how proud he was. I'm so proud. This is the best. It's, this is the proudest I've ever been of you, been of you. And and he goes out there and plays. Um, and uh, there's a guy sitting with him in the stands, and he's cheering with him. He was like, so the guy was like, so which one's your son? He's like, oh no, no, no. I just like watching. My son's not playing football. He was like, what? Because the wife <laughs> – to to play so the point of the whole show was like it's amazing how like we know statistics we know the science we know the chances we know the risk but we still love to see it because it's entertainment but it's at the expense of these guys going out there because football is like it's like being a gladiator man like I'm I'm surprised every single play that there's not a major injury out there I I really these dudes are I'm huge. they three hundred plus pounds running a four
1: four. I'll tell you what, man. I, um, the two things. One, I remember Emmett Smith said basically every play is like getting into a car wreck. Right? Mm. <laughs> and then I don't know if you ever saw this, but that play when Ryan year from the Steelers, mm. and when he got hurt, dog. So, so he just there was a simple just I think. I can't remember exactly what happened. It wasn't nothing crazy, but when I tell you, like I knew that dude was not about to walk the same, <laughs> and he's still, he's still recovering, and that was almost like almost two years ago.
0: Who is this dude? What happened?
1: R- Ryan Shazier played for the Steelers. He, what do you um, look like? Uh, uh, Browns mm-hmm. He looked like Maurice Evans, man, from Texas back in the day, just ballhead dude like Charlie the Waiver.
0: Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about because I see him at the games. I see him in the at the Pittsburgh games sometimes, the men's yep. basketball games and stuff. Yeah.
1: Man, what I think happened? He, he was just making a a, a routine play. Uh, I can't remember the exact play, but he kind of like drove, dove head first and mm-hmm. like got his neck caught up, man, and just like basically basically like dove into a, a brick wall. Mm. And he just laid there. When I tell you, man, when you see when you see these these elite athletes and you see their body just go limp, you just be like, "Yo, no way, man. no <laughs> way."
0: Could not pay me enough to even even try that. <laughs> no way. And and just uh, to bring this conversation, I want to make sure we cover uh, our next uh, topic, our next part of this conversation. So you remember when I taught uh, university 101 on one my former institution. And I had, a, I had a classroom for the uh, student-athletes, really all football players, freshman football guys, right? Mm-hmm. Man, I would have guys coming to my class, and these are 18-year-olds coming to my class, and they got shades on. Like, I had a guy, one of my favorite guys, man, um, He he's coming to class with shades, and I was like, yo, B, man, take your shades off, man. Come on. He's like, man, I can't, man. I can't. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, Cape, I can't. I said, what's going on? Like, Man, this dude said he had, con- he had concussions. Mm. He had concussions, right? And the bright light was messing with him. And so, like, you know, of course he got better after a while. And I just remember seeing him, like, blinking a lot. His head would be hurting a lot. Uh, couldn't hardly remember stuff. And it's not- I mean, are you talking about, like, kids? These are kids, like, young adults. But uh, probably long-term has already done damage. And then we ain't even talking about the NFL. We talking about a division two athlete whose chances of making it to play pro to make a lot of money are already. Sick. And now he's potentially dealing with some brain damage. Right. Um, think,
1: well, if think about how sore we are. We, we wake up and we really have no, ma- we had no major injury.
0: <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, God only, only thing that bothers me now is like consistently is my knee. Um, And that's that's very minor (laughs) compared to what these football guys or or, uh, people that suffer crazy injuries. And I just again, I'm just I'm I'm I thought what Andrew Luck did was incredible. I thought it took a lot of courage and it got me to thinking how many other players in any sport. But let's just stick on football that want to walk away from the game but just don't know how or not confident or worried about the repercussions of walking away but know good and well they should. But, again, they're afraid of what am I going to do now? And and Andrew Luck's made a lot of money, so he can – financially, he's good.
1: Yeah, he's good. He's good. And you think – because it's almost like you think about it, like some guys, man, you know, I have to do this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Man, that's a scary feeling because that just puts more pressure on you, man, because – you're not getting any younger.
0: <laughs> no. And and then you look at, and you look to your left and your right, and you're like, man, these dudes are younger, faster. Uh and it's and 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 we all know how sports is. Next man up. Yep. Next man up,
1: man. It's just what I was, it is. Dang, man. Like I wasn't even, I wasn't actually surprised when he retired. I was surprised like to see his name. Mm-hmm. But like I already knew like all the injuries he had. And I and I heard about like the calf injury. And I kept thinking to myself, like, yo, I remember when Shaq retired. He mm-hmm. had, like, a calf injury that he just could not get over. And I just thought about, like, yo, it doesn't take folks, like, months and months to get over a calf injury. <laughs> and they was all like, yeah, he's going to try to rehab versus surgery. And I was like, surgery? Damn. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, yeah, I was thinking, like, yeah, man, he's, it's, it's about
0: to be a wrap. No, because he's, I mean, he's, he's, he's just broken. I mean, he's broken and while he's still young. He needs to take this time to heal himself uh physically and mentally. <laughs> so uh, I'm pretty sure he's gonna be all right. So I just want I wanted to us to talk about uh, uh Larry Sanders. Um you know, Larry Sanders is a former uh VCU guy. Uh put things in context. When I was in grad school, him Joey Rodriguez, I want to say Lance, uh, and a couple other guys uh, that was in that class came on their visit to VCU. And Larry, uh, I want to say Larry didn't start playing basketball till he was on like 19th grade, but he was a part of that pipeline from Florida because Coach Grant used to coach in Florida, and all these guys are from Florida. And so they're on their visit. And we were just kind of, you know, making sure that they had a good time and, you know, showing them around campus. And I remember him playing pickup. And this dude was so, like, athletic and long and just uh, long arms, big hands. But he was just raw. Like, he, you could tell he hadn't played ball, like, for a long time. But the potential was there. And um, he had a great career at VCU. I want to say he left after his junior year. And uh, got drafted. I want to say either I want to say fifteenth um, that year in the draft. But that's not why we're not. That's not why we wanted to talk about him. This is why. This is why we wanted to talk about him, and why it's relevant to this conversation. So, and I'm going to be honest. Uh, you know, when so Larry Sanders in 2015, he was suspended. This is this is the uh, build up to where we're going with this. He was suspended without pay for a minimum of ten games for violating the NBA anti-drug program. Uh, It was the second suspension for violating the league's anti-drug program in less than a year. Uh, Sanders missed the final five games of the 2013-2014 season. The center said he was penalized for using marijuana. Sanders had a checkered history uh, since he signed that $44 million contract extension before the 2013-14 season. Uh so he missed some games because of injuries. He had a fractured, fracture near his eye, and he lost, uh, missed 27 games. He was sidelined for 25 games after surgery on his right thumb one year. Da 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 da. Okay, now that's the build up to what we want to get to here. So when he was twenty-six years old, and I remember calling you or texting you when this happened. You remember? Yep. He was twenty-six years old. He had just got his contract. Um and he decided to walk away uh, from the game. And, like, he was – he had just signed this, this I think, four years, $44 million contract, which is gravy. That's, that's really good money for somebody coming from, at the time, a mid-major university, and somebody just playing, started playing ball like six years ago, right?
2: Yeah. Um,
0: and he, he, had, he had so much potential. And I remember texting you and calling you, like, Yo, did you hear about Larry? What in the world? Why, what happened? How can you just walk away from that kind of money? Right? You remember that?
1: I remember. I, yeah, I definitely remember. Because we talked for like hours about this. Like, yo, what?
0: Yes. And immediately, I was concerned, like, what's going on? Like, if something's got to be Because, again, I'm, I, met the, I met him when he was like 17, 18. Great guy. Great kid at the time. Just wanted to have fun, great personality. Everybody loved him, and I just could not understand what happened. But you let the you until you hear from the source, which is him in this case. I I was confused, but then once I heard what he said, he did an interview. This is what he said. I want to read it verbatim, so we. I don't want to. Uh, you know, I just want it to be accurate. So he says because I started playing basketball late. I had other interests before basketball. I love basketball and the competition, and the camaraderie and all of that. But at the same time, I feel like basketball took a lot away from me too. It limited me in a lot of ways. And I've been an artist my whole life. I love drawing. I wanted to be an ocean, oceanographer. I've skateboarded for the majority of my life. I always had the artistic and rebellious way about me and it clashed with the NBA culture. It really did. I got to the point where I realized that the NBA is a machine. It's going to keep running with or without you. If it can keep running without Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson, then it's definitely not worried about me. I knew that. And I also knew they really didn't have the time to get to know me, to understand me and who I am. And look, I totally understand that. I get that. But I just felt like I had to put myself in a better position in life to feel more fulfilled at the end of the day. I'm left with myself, my loved ones, and the life I made. I wanted to be someone who was proud of their story. It was always about staying true to myself. I didn't want to lose myself and who I was for anything, no amount of money, nothing. I had to take that time for my development to develop into the type of man that I need to be. That time to work on myself isn't really given to us, but there's a lot of value in making some time for yourself. And I hope other people can find the time to do that, too. Some people never do that or can't do that, and that saddens me. Stepping out of the NBA schedule and doing what was good for me, I'm very happy now. Okay. Now, why is that relative to what we're talking about? Because man. that takes <laughs> a lot of courage to do that. A lot of courage, man. A lot of lot, a lot of dollars on the table there. A lot of
1: dollars on the table. Mm-hmm. But the crazy thing is, so I'm looking at him. I'm looking at this. And it's really, man, it's it's really similar stories kind of with us, except minus all the millions. Because you think about how many times people would ask us, dang, man, he ain't trying to play ball no more. Dang, man, he just kind of gave it up just like that. And yeah. you would just, it, we both were like, yo, I mean, honestly, man, it's... We I guess it was easy for us to do because there wasn't that money on the table. Right. But... Man, I kind of really can see where
0: he's coming from now.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yep, because uh, again, when we first heard it, we were just kind of like, "Yo, how can you walk away? Forty-four million dollars playing basketball. You're traveling. You're you're famous. You can have anything you want. The lifestyle." We're looking at it from the outside, looking in, but from this narrative, from his narrative, and what his true self, true story is is that the same reasons why we would want to be in the league, he's saying that's why I got to get out of here. You yeah, know, I don't have time to to for myself. There's traveling. There's, the NBA is a machine. They don't have time to cater to my needs, and I respect that. But this lifestyle is bothering me. This is like messing with me, and I'm afraid that if I don't get out of here – I'm going to turn into something and I'm going to lose who I am. And to be able to articulate that, man, first of all, I mean, again, that takes a lot of courage to say that because it's not like this guy was like 40, like getting out of the league or 35, like when it played 12 years. This dude would just got in basically like three, four years. He was really um, starting to come into his own. Yes, exactly. And for him to do that and say that and articulate that, man, I I know it, that story happened years ago, but I I you have to. It's all relative, and, and, and goes with what's going on with Andrew Luck because, like these guys are in their with what, what some would call and most would call the prime of their profession, and mm-hmm. to walk away to basically take care just to take care of yourself is incredible like that needs to be what the underlying message to all these current and and um up-and-coming athletes like at the end of the day you got to take care of yourself because the the leagues these leagues are machines they're going to do what's what's in their best interest
1: i think it's crazy too people can't understand like what do you mean you got to take care of yourself you're you're making with uh like one the one percent of the world makes how do you how can you not be happy? How can you not? Da, da, da. And it's like, you
0: really start to get an understanding about this. A lot more to life than just money. Absolutely. Uh, I know Jim Carrey said one time, he said, man, I wish everybody, I wish, he said, I wish everybody could obtain wealth and, and be rich because then they'll see that it's not <laughs> all it's made out to be. Like it does not equate to happiness, man. And I mean, I just, again, I just think that for us as spectators and, and people that uh, find joy at the expense of other people, i.e. fans of sports, I think we need to be mindful that they're human too. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's it's really that simple. And like you said, I know those people that were born, it probably was like 10 beers deep. And, you know, they're, they're fanatics and all of that. But, you know... As a as a former athlete, and and I know I, I know you feel the same way. We understand how the system is set up, um, you know, for athletes and even at all level, I know we have some some friends that, that made it all the way, and it's crazy. Like the outside looking in, we was like, man, we I'd give anything to man man dog. Let me just switch places with you, dog. PJ, yep. let, me switch, let me switch places with. But it's grueling, like the the psyche, like the the you know you're always everything you do is in the spotlight and then if you're dealing with injuries you're, you're dealing with the pressure of I got to get back on the quarter field because I, this is my livelihood and so and so is going to take my spot but I'm not really feeling good but I still got to get out there I mean this a, it's a beast man so when I think
1: about now man we love hooping right mm-hmm. but though, I don't really think like okay keep you could take whatever we make now add another 200 to it right Mm -hmm. honestly man playing four games in five days (laughs) (laughs) going across six or seven states that does not seem like dope to me anymore (laughs) like yo i am not trying to live out a suitcase i'm not trying to get on these planes back to back like this don't even Cause you start thinking about more than stuff that's just on the actual court, man. Like, yo, like different hotel rooms, man. Like, nah,
0: man. I'm just. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, and and we talk about it too. Like, at what point in our profession is is you know when, when do we stop chasing the rat race or, yeah. or out of the rat race? Because like. You know, credential wise, we got the credentials and and but at the same time, the higher you go up, the more responsibility you have and the more time is taken away from your loved ones. And I know I know how much your wife and your son means to you and the same thing on my side. Like, I love the fact that I get to come home at five o'clock every day. Like, I, I haven't had that in like nine years so to have that and no weekends, unless I volunteer, I, you know, I work it out with my wife and then I engage her in a lot of stuff and my son, like that is peace. And I know if I wanna move up, I'm gonna have to sacrifice some of that. And I don't know if I want to, to be honest with you. Man,
1: cause it's, it's real comfortable, man. Like it's like, it's a really good feeling to get home and you know saying? Your son's not like already in bed. <laughs> yes, exactly.
2: Exactly,
1: and, mm, we and got to to see him, it, yeah, yeah, to see you get to spend that time with him, to get that family time, man it's that's that's one of those sacrifices, like yo, do I really feel like making that
0: <laughs> no I, I don't because my last thing I want is to come home and and on a consistent basis, and my wife and my son are in the bed, and they're looking at me like. Like they don't know me anymore. <laughs> like, come home and she hits you with the with the line from am Talking about,
1: remember I kept asking you to spend time with me. Spend <laughs> <laughs> time with me. Spend time with.
0: Well, somebody else got your time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then, then, we got, then we got a whole other OJ situation.
0: Uh, right. Oh, somebody got my time. Bad, bad. <laughs> now uh, I
1: gotta now stab both of y'all.
0: All <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, but anyway. Um, you Know we kind of already talked about that, just just that how sports is, you know, just grueling, and especially football people. the guys that play football, it's just a different animal. I told you, I watched that. Um, that uh, what's the joint that come on HBO, man, with the team? Oh, hard knocks, hard knocks, man, and I love it. I love watching that joint, man. It's the Oakland Raiders this year, and just like the grind and the hustle, and and it's just like these guys are just wired differently. But then, like like the last episode, they made cuts, mm. and so you got guys that are. I mean, one guy, man, I forgot his name. He he broke his hand in a in a preseason game trying to punch the ball out of the running back's hand. And you know this dude was like ah yellow yellow yellow. Then he then he runs off the field, and the trainer was like, yeah, it's broke. He was like, oh. And his thing was, can I play? Like, and he was like, yeah, you can play. Of course, the train's going to say, like, it's up to you, right? Yeah, if you want to uh-huh. play. Man, he gets that joint taped up and runs right back out there. You know why? Because he's fighting for a roster spot. He's fighting for a roster spot. Now, he ain't going to feel that pain, like, like, because that adrenaline, you know, he's young. But, man, and we just talking about a hand. But what if that was his knee <laughs> yeah. or, or yeah. Up His head? <laughs> Guarantee you, he probably took a shot. Oh, yeah. He took a shot, and then after the game, he took some some shots and some pills or whatever. And, again, we talked about this on previous shows, man. When does that stop? <laughs> when when does that stop? Because it's cool in the league when you got access. When you get older, and that insurance and that pension don't, don't cover it, mm. what you going to do? Man, that's, that's probably a whole other topic. That's a, oh, that, that's a, yeah, that's that opioid topic. Yeah. <laughs> Um, But, yeah, man, so we just want to kind of make sure that, uh, you know, all, all our listeners out there, I know we got some young people that listen to us, uh, that they understand that, you know, and, and please pay attention as much as possible on this Andrew Luck uh, conversation and others like it because you see they love you, you know, the world, the fans, everybody, the coaches, everybody loves you when you're helping the organization win, which is fair. Like, you know that going in, but don't be afraid to pull out of there. Don't be afraid to to do what's best with you, for you. And if you ever feel like that joy is gone and, and you're dealing with injuries and, and all of that, and you just feel like it's time to step away, man, like do that. Like your your oldest self will thank you because we know just watching a bunch of documentaries, Drew, how, like, we see, like, the older guys that played probably past the, old, past the time that they should have and how broken they look. Mm, yes. Um,
1: barely walking.
0: Yeah, barely walking. They got canes when they're 40s. I mean, it's like just like the movie Concussion. Uh, you know, guys that had the CTE and, and should have stopped, but, you know, they were they had to go out there. That's all they believed they could do uh, or wanted to do. Um and, you know, I, again, I just commend Andrew Luck from walking away, man. I mean, that took a lot of courage to do that, whether it was a week before the season started or not. Man, I mean, and you saw it. Did you see the press conference? Yeah. Yes, like, sir. He was broken, man. Like, he was he was tired. Like, this, this is a grown man up there, a gladiator style, man. And he was like, I just can't do this anymore, dog.
1: I'm just really happy for him because I know he doesn't need football to, to continue his success. Right. And like, not about to like, you're not about to read about him. Like on some like Ryan leaf type of stuff.
0: Nah, but like he's going to be good. Yeah. And I mean, again, he should be a, he should be the prime example of like, he should be the face of like, Hey, you can walk away and be all right. Now don't look at his pockets. Don't look at his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> Cause, cause, yeah. yeah. <laughs> good but you, know, you have to you got to just take care of yourself man. at the end of the day so uh you got anything else you want to talk about man uh nah man we good man we know well you know best of luck to mr luck so we we, we praying for him hope he he's doing he's gonna do well yeah, man. We're gonna tag we're gonna tag you too, man. We need you to uh shout us out and uh eventually, man, hopefully you listen to us. We're big fans. I'm more of a fan of you than today than I was uh to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't really follow football like that, but I, man to man, I, I can respect what you did, Mr. Luck. Uh that that uh that was awesome, man. So uh they'll they'll love you again. Just go ahead and get that commentating job. Uh <laughs> they'll love you again. So. Uh, All my listeners out there, all our listeners out there, remember to follow us on Instagram, Cape and Drew Podcast or at Cape and Drew Podcast. And our email is podcast at gmail.com. If you ever have any feedback, any feedback or any questions, uh, please reach out to you or some topics you want us to cover. So uh, y'all always remember that the highest human act is to inspire. And I'm Cape. I'm Drew. And we out.